Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the podcast. I read it online somewhere. Your science questions answered. Welcome to I read it online somewhere. Your first port of call for the weird science questions you're too scared to ask, like, why do you have to make meringues in a glass bowl? I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andrew. Hello. And Amy. Hey. Went off script there, I forgot my own name. I'm <laughs> 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 just wondering, what are you going to do here? Are we going to have to record? I am just, I'm just so excited because we are almost at 1,000 downloads. We're on 994 at the moment. Woo, Hopefully in the woo. next couple of hours we'll reach 1,000 downloads. Yeah, when we do that, I think we're going to run a little competition for some of our swag um, from our store. So that'd be quite cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we obviously want to keep on expanding. So make sure you tell other people about the podcast and make sure to leave a review. We used to be in the top 200 in the science charts. Uh, we've slipped out of that. So it'd be great to get back in there. So please review and tell some friends. So Andrew, been up to anything this week? Uh, no. Okay, great. great. <laughs> Amy, been up to anything this week? Uh, no, no. Um, well, I haven't really actually. But we, uh, we've not told you this, Andrew, but we got a new bed. Oh. We went for a super king. Oh. And nice. The mattress just arrived in a box. Won't mention the brand name, but let's just say it's a Simba mattress. <laughs> I'm just gonna do like a good Lion King part. Oh, I'm sorry. I absolutely ruined that. But it was super cool because it's like it was really heavy. Um, it's an Emma mattress. It's <laughs> it. No, we, we did not go ever. Uh, we only do Disney. Um, but you... Wait. Sorry, 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 wait. <laughs> Emma, Emma's another brand of mattress. Is Emma another brand of mattress? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, they, they both do vacuum-packed mattresses. Also, what a rubbish mattress brand name. Like, Simba's quite cool, and they've got a bit and, of a ring well, to it, but... So there's, like, Simba, and then there's Eve. But then, like... Yeah, that's weird. Just, you know, if anybody's interested. Mine's from Ikea. <laughs> Just not got yeah, the same ring to it as a Disney Eve or... Um, or Simba but anyway it comes vacuum sealed mm-hmm. and obviously this is like a huge mattress so it, and it comes with a really cool cutter thing that you can um, it's like you can recycle it you reuse it to for wrapping paper oh right I oh, feel like we're giving sorry. a lot of sorry. air time here I, I thought the, the story was the mattress is fine right yeah Yeah. okay it's so when, when you said there was I've a cutter I was going oh hold on a minute here Right? No. Have you done something that cuts in... through the mattress and it's all yeah. ruined or something? 
I think what's happened in the past is people have just like put a knife in and like ripped it open and ah, okay. ripped AKA, the mattress. A.K.A. what I would actually do. There was all these signs that we, it took us two hours to build a bed. Um, married an engineer and he put the wrong thing on the wrong way and we had to undo it, honestly. I was not in charge of the instructions. We almost got divorced in the middle of, of making the bed. If anyone, that's actually a really good, that's what you should do on Love Island, a really good relationship test mm. is send them flat pack furniture or like a bed with instructions and if they can get through that then they could they could probably get married i mean i i'm probably maybe a little bit biased here but um you know if you two did get divorced it is going to make the podcast a little bit harder to make um it's okay i've also ordered a new laptop um, so I, I can take i can take that and um, we've got a microphone each so it'll be all right a new yeah, laptop on three. <laughs> yeah a new laptop not a new husband so that's that's good yeah. to know that's good to know <laughs> stop for nothing <laughs> Exactly, but um, but yeah, so that that's kind of how exciting our week is, really. Mm. Yeah, uh, we've got some new turf as well. We've fixed up the garden. Ooh. Sounds like we're just making loads of money from the podcast. We're just splashed new laptops, new beds, new <laughs> turf. Yeah, wait, hold on. Yeah, our our uh, Simba mattress was paid for by Simba. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm getting nothing. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, you left Amy in charge of the account, so I don't know what you expected to happen. <laughs> Um, okay, we're going to move on to what we read online this week. And this week we're going to start with Amy, because she looks ready. Oh, I'm very ready. Ladies okay. first. Yeah, I oh, okay. you, always say that. I? <laughs> always say it. It was going to trick you guys this week. Um, so my story this week is, and I like the first word as a pun, so that's mainly why I picked it. Okay, seeing ghosts, but like sea is in the water. Spooky 400-year-old ghost ship found perfectly preserved in icy waters off coast of Finland. Ooh. So, it, like, reading on a bit more, it was, they worked out it was a ship from the 17th century. So, like, really old. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was I always perf- get confused. 17th century, so that's like 16-something. That's like 1600, it? yeah. Wow. That's like, um, yeah. I wanted to ask you guys. So, I mean, it was, like, perfectly preserved. Um, it had a little bit of damage, but it was from modern fishing nets. So, um, oh, six, 17th century. So, it'll be made of wood, is it? I can confirm. I can see wood. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, it was 1670, to be precise. Do you guys have any idea why it was perfectly preserved? Uh, salty water. Okay. Oh, but what about other... I would just say ice, but... Yeah, what about other stuff that's in um, in the sea, like wood that doesn't last? Tar. Tar. I don't know. Tar it's coated, like coated in tar. Yeah. What the ship? Yeah. So like a like a waterproofing seal. Just feel like they wouldn't have known that in sixteen seventy. Too busy with witches. Oh, I don't know. Vikings. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the way oh, you really? wait boats is you'd paint yeah. the outside with yeah tar type thing. Um, I feel like the well, answer's not tar. <laughs> it's actually the, basically the opposite of, well, kind of the opposite of what you said, Andrew. So the cold temperatures, darkness, and low levels of salt mean that organisms, been practicing, nice, um, that usually eat wooden shipwrecks are not present. Oh, oh that's yeah. quite cool, actually. So, that, so that's why. So it's literally like it looked like a perfect ship. It was so perfect that they couldn't even work out why it would have capsized. They think it was maybe. Um, it was it like capsized in a storm. Um, it wasn't anything to do with like the structure or anything of the boat, or it might have been like a little leak or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or the rigging was frozen. But yeah, I thought that was um, I thought that was quite cool because I didn't even really think that 
what would happen to all the ship there must be loads of shipwrecks that have been in the sea but obviously there's just like parasites or some other lads that go around yeah, eating it it wouldn't be a parasite just to confirm there well, like yeah, a parasite. Wood- yeah. <laughs> yeah not like a parasite a, wood- a, wo- a woody parasite nope no nope. again not a, <laughs> not a thing right guys what what's right, eating so, yeah, what's eating what's eating yeah, folks okay, then let's, let's learn from this so a parasite is something that lives in another animal and sort of steals its energy or food or whatever <laughs> So Andrew, do you want to do a better version? Steals than its essence. Uh, yeah, no, I am. Yeah, parasites live off the host. So, so that that kind of yeah, AKA it's exactly what you say. No, 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 because the other host, the I other host you can has to be living on a boat. Like, but... Yeah, hey, ho- hosts are generally These Vikings living. or whoever they were that had the boat, they were hosting. <laughs> Right, so, yeah. it's called, it was called the party boat. So, yeah, so, like... so basically, the 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 booze cruise. The, the, uh, the, the the conditions at the bottom of the ocean or the sea are not suitable enough for those microbes to live in. So that's actually quite cool. That is quite cool. Yeah, oh, that you've is gone... good. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, and also, because it's in the Baltic Sea, very cold. Do you think that's where the word Baltic... You know, you know the phrase, like, oh, it's Baltic outside. Is it because of the sea? It's really cold. Yes. Yes, it is. Why does it sound so like, oh, my God, you should have known that. I've never thought of that. I've just used the word Baltic. Okay. Well, that that is where it's from. It's from Ooh. the Baltic Sea. Is it the which, coldest sea? It's not the coldest, but it tends to be very cold because it's away. We've actually discussed this a few weeks ago when we talked about the water being warm in the Atlantic. Um, so it's quite far away from the warm water of the Atlantic, so it doesn't heat up very well. So it, and it's sort of enclosed by land, so it does stay a little bit colder. Follow up question. Um, I'm just doing all the questions this week. Just didn't didn't get any from social media. Um, so why is there low levels of salt? When, when like the further down it is, or the colder it is, or I, I actually have no idea for that one. Also, so. who's eating wood? Like, beavers? what benefit? No, I don't think beavers are down here. Um, but like, what benefit is wood? Oh to... right, so sorry, down at the bottom of the ocean. Um, yeah, like what benefits wood, unless they're teething? I'm not too sure actually. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I know. I just like, don't. I just don't know why they would do it. On. On Earth, on this, on, <laughs> on Ross land. Is, Ross, is God, Ross is godly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on land, uh, there's it's mainly fungus that eats away at wood. So when wood falls, it's mainly fungus that falls apart. It's actually quite interesting. Um, millions of years ago, the fungus, the trees had evolved, but the fungus to eat them hadn't evolved yet. So loads of trees just fell and lay around and didn't go anywhere. And then they got sort of crushed over millions of years and made coal. But also trapped carbon. Is that, where uh, is that what coal is? Yeah, so coal is uh, wood that's fallen and... Just like lonely trees? Yeah, in an oxygen-depleted environment. Um, and that mean means it's not been able to degrade. And there wasn't as many <coughs> funguses that could eat it. Um, so that's why we're not getting more coal being made, because we now have funguses that can eat all the wood now. But I had such an interesting story. We've spoken for ages about mine, so I hope you guys are as interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will move on to the We will move on to the next story, which is Andrew. Okay, so um No pressure. As you all know, we are well see this is the thing. You're either gonna love this or you're gonna hate it. I'm not gonna lie. Marmite again. Uh, Marmite. It's always uh, Marmite with you. So Marmite restrictions, it uh, restricts <laughs> supplies due to a shortage of brewer's yeast. Oh. Right? So guys, actually, because of COVID, there is a shortage of Marmite. 
because all of the brewers are using uh, their factories to now make hand sanitizer hand rather sanitizer. than beer. Oh, yeah, okay. So they don't they, need the yeast. Therefore, right? we don't need the yeast anymore because you can make just it without needs, the. You can make it without. You just the need yeast. the stuff that makes the sugars, which can then be used. Yeah, so you just need the germination process to kind of start and then basically turn it off. Um, so we're running a marmite now, folks. I like marmite. I love marmite. Like, I don't think I've ever eaten it. Just in case I have you had don't... a twiglet. Yeah, a twiglet. Yeah, do you like twiglets? Oh, then well, you then won't like Marmite. Like <laughs> you definitely I won't could, like Marmite. I could take or leave Marmite. Like, I don't get the whole, like, either love it or you hate it. Like, it's all right. Yeah, like, a marketing like campaign. Have, you, um, have you tried Vegemite? Which is the... Very the Australian. Australian version. No, you, I'm sorry, but you only try that if you come, come back from a gap year and you come back with your Vegemite and it's basically just, like, a sign to say, I'm, I'm really interesting and I went to Australia for a year. Or... or or <laughs> I got it as a gift and really liked it. From someone that went thanks, to Australia. Thanks, Catherine, from Australia. She came over to visit and she brought me some Vegemite and it was the greatest thing ever. And actually, I've never been to Australia. So how, how does Catherine the Vegemite differ to Marmite? Right, so it, it, it's weird. It's, less, it's almost less salty. Because yeah. the Marmite is really like salty. Um, but it's it's... No, not no, definitely not sweeter. But I feel you can have more of it and not feel rank. Um, it is nice though. Um, I would say. Uh, however, we have a Scottish craft beer giant coming to the rescue. Oh, Brewdog has successfully <laughs> said that they will help. Um, to spread the brand Marmite. Um. <laughs> I know, it's, this is <laughs> no, pun intended. no pun intended. After the latter was forced to restrict supplies due to COVID-19 brewing slowdown. So uh, it appears in the article it talks about how BrewDog have kind of stepped in and, and sort of helped uh, get in touch to say that they can they can help out. Um, because, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, whether you love it or sorry. hate it, Marmite is a, a staple I of think. lots of things. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing. Yeah, um, it's used in a lot of cooking, I think. So even if you don't yeah, have it like, on great. toast or whatever, quite a lot of people... Or just twiglets. Like, this has got a knock-on yeah. effect. We're affecting the crisp industry, mm -hmm. Plus, which I'm very um, invested in. It's, uh, it's vegetarian-friendly, oh. which is So, um, back to Brewdog quickly. I just read something about them the last few weeks that I found quite interesting. Online? The first... No, yeah. Ross, I told you this. Okay. So you can He's say saying that he read it, and it was me that told him. Okay. The first company to go carbon negative, not neutral, oh. negative. So... Um, actually, it's because I follow the guy on LinkedIn. Carbon positive? No, it's carbon negative. That, well, that's why they've described it. Um, and it's the I follow James Watt on LinkedIn, and he's posting quite a lot. Um, and it's basically as much. They obviously use a lot of carbon making their products, and I think they're gonna plant twice as much trees. They've they've bought like what is it seven kilometers worth of like land in the Scottish Highlands. They're creating a brewdog forest. Oh, wow. It's really cool. So they're oh, planting trees cool. to offset they're all the stuff they're yeah. they're oh. all the carbon that they're using. In that is cool. Do you know what it's, a, it's, it's really cool, but it's also very clever marketing because now they're basically saying like if you buy brewdog beer, you're kind of helping the environment, which people yeah. are really conscious yeah. of. Yeah. I, I think well, companies should be doing that. Yeah. That's... And to be fair, brewdog is nice beer. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to our sponsorship for a brew dog. <laughs> you can get a crate of brew dog from any shop. That's how shops work. 
<laughs> wow. Ross, you should quit teaching and work in advertising. Yeah, that's... <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Um, right, we're going to move on to the last story of the week then, if we're all happy to move on. Yep. What a gent. Um, just made it. <laughs> right, I had, a, I had a good selection here. So... Um, I yep. think I'm going to go with Can this one. Can we choose, one. like, yeah. give us... You only need Give one. us the kind of, like... <laughs> yeah, but give us a little bit of background, like, and we'll choose which one you pick. Okay, one involves Titanic. Oh, we've been a bit sea this, this episode. one involves uh, old stuff being trapped in amber. Oh, okay, so a... we're either... It's basically just <laughs> 90s films. We're either oh. watching Titanic or Jurassic Park. Yeah, choose well, your film. <clears throat> Andrew, you, know, you I, can choose. Well, can I, can I just first point out, right... I yeah. specifically didn't select a story because I thought you were going to select it and none of those stories are the stories that I thought you were going to select. Are you talking about Life on Venus? I am talking about Life on okay, Venus. Right. I think but, we should talk about that as well. But we, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe talk about that in a minute. But I am, I'm always and forever will be voting for Jurassic Park. Okay, right. Yeah, I, I'm, keen, I'm keen on Jurassic. Okay, so... This the better be dinosaurs, old... by the way. Okay, uh, well, not quite. The world's oldest sperm has been discovered inside a female crustacean that mated and was trapped in amber 100 million years ago. That is older than my boat. That is 50 million years older than the next oldest sperm. Right, and where's the dinosaurs? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I never said dinosaurs. You jumped to conclusions. How, how do we get amber? I said stuff trapped in amber. Right, so wait, hold on. <clears throat> so is this, is this a clam? It was a, uh, a clam. Mussel, crustacean. All right, okay. The muscle, it's it's similar to a mussel, but it doesn't exist anymore. Uh-huh. Um, so a, a mussel is probably sort of common ancestor to a mussel. Who knew that mussels had sperm? Um, yeah, so interestingly, I was reading the article here. It's from the Daily Mail. You um, love the Daily Mail nowadays. Know, they've yeah, actually done pretty well okay? in the science this week. No, just, just the rest of it's absolute baloney. But their science stuff has been quite entertaining this week. Um. So the in a crustacean, the they have big sperm rather than little sperm. So mammals have little sperm. We produce millions of them. Uh, crustaceans have big sperm, Speak and for it's sort of they only produce one or two big sperm. It's not. Um, it's not about the size. It's how you use it. Yeah. So the the big <laughs> sperm. Quality here. Big sperm. If you stretch out, is actually five times the length of the muscle. Uh, and then it go, it goes into another muscle uh, to sort of, for fertilization to then happen. I am so glad that human sperm is not the same size. Is that five <laughs> times? Just imagine it. Just, it'd be like the guy from Ghostbusters. What's his name? You know the the marshmallow man. Yeah, yeah. just like the green one or the big, no, the big marshmallow. Well, it's five times bigger. That's, that's quite a lot. No, that. The marshmallow man's a good. So wait, so wait. How 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 big is the sperm? Five times bigger than a muscle, and they're small. They're small muscles. Um, so they're they're not microscopic, but they're just bigger than that. Um, so they're the very small crustaceans. Okay, so basically the sperm is tiny, so it's not. Yeah, it's tiny, man. but it's still oh. five times bigger than. Yeah, the, the it, thing it, it's in from. a way, I was thinking like some sort of giant sperm. Yeah, so was I. Like walking along the street, like. Okay. Hey, <laughs> hey. Um, so what's interesting is this sperm was uh, inseminated into another crustacean and then at that point then, so in the, the sac which stores the sperm uh, waiting to be fertilised, uh, that's where it's been trapped in amber at that point there and sort of frozen at that point in time. 
How, so what? it's not been fertilised, it's just the sperm ready to... How do you get amber? Where's this coming in? It's tree sap. Uh, so, yeah, amber comes from tree saps. Oh. So this is... Um, so crustaceans live near Myanmar. Um, yeah, so they were found on the coast of Myanmar um, where uh, loads of these trees that drop sap uh, exist as well. So there's quite a lot of amber around in this area and this dig when they were doing it. Um, but yeah, this is one interesting bit that they managed to find a... Did you just pick that sperm. so that I have to make a meme of a sperm? Maybe. <laughs> I'm on Monday for our Instagram. Not just a sperm, a giant sperm. Um. <laughs> like a giant sperm. So that's my story about giant sperm. Uh, so Andrew, you wanted to go back to... <laughs> and there you, you have it, to folks. To Life <laughs> of <laughs> Venus. <laughs> Self-promotion. Um, so, yeah. So, so because I, I, I... So admittedly, when I got a little... So it came up on my phone as one of those BBC News, like, breaking news. And I was like, oh, finally, actually a bit of breaking news, because the recent ones have not been massively breaking news. Yeah. Um, and it basically said, life found on Venus. And I was like, Yeah, the, the, the one what? I read was Sign, signs of life found in Venus. Yeah, and which, it was... To me, signs of life is, we have found life. Yes, yes. And then, as you go in and read further, it's... <clears throat> That they found the molecule phosphine, um, which yeah. is one phosphate molecule to three hydrogens, four hydrogens, four. Thank you. Yeah. Four. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. <laughs> Actually, I think I think it is four. I think there's one on yeah, the top I and told three you down it's the bottom. Four. And um, they they're just not too. Sh so they found it in the upper atmosphere where it's uh, where it's it's kind of the correct earth temperature ish. Yeah, um, but like they're not too degrees. sure. Yeah, they're not too sure. Okay, where are, are you guys living? That just like fifty <laughs> degrees is normal. Well, the, I got the, the heat surface on. of Venus is two hundred degrees and rains sulfuric acid. So the surface of Venus is not great for life. Um, Random whereas, that they found life. Well, they've not found life. No, yeah. they they found molecules that. So if things on Earth live in harsh environments, they produce these phosphines. And we don't know quite why they produce these phosphines. They just do. Um, they just do. Yeah. So it's it's a sign of life in inhospitable places on Earth. Um, so looking at this on Venus, it's a, if we don't know where they come from, it could be from some sort of life that's doing that in an inhospitable environment in Venus. Or it's it gonna... could just be a a magical process that we don't understand yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just from all the sulfuric acid, it could just be something oh, that's made from all that. I will Out admit, of all the planets, do you not think this is quite unexpected? I would say so. I was... Yeah. I, so I also it's didn't realise that um, we've... Uh, they landed a... Uh, uh, like, a satellite on... Or uh, they landed a lander or something on Venus, and it lasted for about half an hour before it just got utterly destroyed yeah yeah because 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 of the the the, the sulfuric acid, acid. like yeah. it's just it's like but it's fascinating because they have got pictures from it um but they've only really got pictures of like the feet because i don't know right but whenever we seem to design landers right all of them always point at their feet what do you mean by a lander? So a lander that a like lands, lands on, on another like another planet. Literally, exactly what it be exactly <laughs> yes. the word. Yes. But it's okay. That's what we're here for. Land. So like uh, because, it, yeah, there was pictures of Mar the Mars Curiosity one recently, like six years later or something. Yeah, and it's still working away and doing its stuff, and it's a bit rusted. 
or maybe not rusted. It's it's just maybe weathered, um, with uh, sort of dust from Mars. But it still looks like it's working away. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's it's fascinating that we still don't know lots about our solar system, and we still like know hardly anything about our own planet, which is just yeah. fascinating. But it was it was really interesting seeing the difference in reporting of this, uh, sort of similar mm. to what we mentioned mm-hmm. last episode. Yes. Of some some places going, there are signs of life on Venus, and other places going, molecules that could be <laughs> formed by life uh, found on Venus. So I got a couple of interesting questions this week um, that I thought I'd ask you guys. So the first question is from Bridget, and it's, uh, when you are climbing a mountain, why do you get sausage fingers? So I assume, you know, like if you're on a long walk or something like that, your fingers go like really big. I notice it a lot because if I've got like rings on, Mm -hmm. they feel super tight. Um, I don't know if it makes a difference with something to do with like altitude or... Yeah, that's I don't know. that's what I would have thought. So, and and um, increasing yeah, pressure. I'm not sure. Cause I know you can't just get it just from walking around. Is it not because yeah. your hands are kind of down by the side? Yeah, side, yeah. all have the blood the, rushes there. Have you done the? Yeah, you done that experiment where you put your hat well, one hand up in the air and one hand down below, and then no. you wait. Have you not? Oh, do it just now. You're gonna absolutely love it. Okay. <clears throat> We're gonna do it now. Okay, so put yeah, so we'll all do it together. Oh, look at us. Oh, that's cool. So what you do is you put one hand Two up. Two hours later. <laughs> and uh, so you need to leave it. It doesn't take too long. But um, what you do is you put one hand up in there and one hand down below. And you'll see that uh, when you bring them back together eventually, um, they are two different colours. Because your blood is obviously having to pump. Uh, it's having to work harder to pump blood to the hand that's high up. And it's uh, like easy to get blood to the bottom. Which is why actually... If ever you cut yourself, uh, like cut the finger or something, you should like compress it and then hold it up high because it reduces the blood. So it, it, it should be long enough. What to do is is give your hand at the bottom, sort of like clench your fist a couple of times. Um, so you, they even blood. feel different like, yeah. when you clench them. And then what to do is bring them back together and you'll see that hopefully they're two different colours. If oh not, yeah, mine are. Yeah. My the one I had up in there is like quite pale, and then the other one has gone very sausagey. Yeah. And and red. Yeah. So it looks it, like a Richmond. It, it's like it's like a Willy it's like a Willy Winky sausage. Oh, Willy Winky. Oh, nice. On the hand the that was Willy up nice. and a Richmond. I should just come and teach your classes. Yeah. Do they even exist yeah. anywhere? Yeah, Winkies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we still get them um, up here. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So I I, I think it's to do with um you know and the fact that your blood. Uh, your heart will be pumping blood around your body anyway because you're doing a moderate exercise so therefore um it's going to push it to your extremities because you're also trying to get rid of heat um and what happens is your blood vessels that are closer to your skin they what we call vasodilate so they open up and uh, they that's why you get flushed red when you're trying to get rid of heat oh okay cool yeah i kind of thought that might be so so it's it's nothing to do with the else well probably not much to do with the altitude more just that your blood's having to work hard with your legs. Yeah. And then your hands are also dangling as well. So it just happens to be... It just It's almost just a combination of both. But yeah. at some point, altitude will have an effect too because that... I mean, I, I'm going to assume that she's not climbing, you know, Kilimanjaro or something 
or oh sorry, it was Everest. Yeah. Oh okay. Okay, I see. But um, you know what? Those points, then you've got oxygen deprivation and all that sort of stuff. So that impacts on. No, on no, it got, was. So. It's a fairly kind of normal. We'll give her some credit. It was. Yeah, it was yeah. a decent sized hill. Yeah. So next question is from Eden, and it's: Do someone's pupils actually dilate when you see something or someone that you love? Um, so well, when I first read this, I read it from a teacher, and I was thinking, how are pupils like dilating? <laughs> the people I teach. <laughs> then I realised that it was yeah, talking about eyes. I've heard this mainly from like first um, married at first sight Australia or Love Island or something. Yeah, that is actually true. Don't know the science behind it. So Andrew, do you do you know the answer? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. So um, your pupils are so the the so it's not actually the pupil that dilates; it's the iris around the outside um, that dilates and opens up. Now, so is that the color? Is the that color, the yeah. The, so the yeah. color bit is a ring of muscle, and what it does is it um, contracts and relaxes. Well then, another name for a ring of muscle: sphincter. A sphincter. Sphincter. You have sphincters in your eyes. I just find that quite funny. Yeah. You're turning into your father. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the uh, so the the iris contracts and relaxes to let enough light into the eye, um, but it's an autonomic reflex. So that means it, oh hello yeah I know big word right. So what it means is um, it happens without you being in control of it. So it's one of those body parts that you can't make it do its job. It'll just naturally do its job as a reaction. Is this like when the doctor hits your knee with a? Uh, yeah, a, a, a wee bit. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a reaction to a response. Well, they're they're still not really hundred percent sure why it happens, but what they do know is that it can happen for lots of different reasons, um, but they think it's connected with um, you know, the butterfly in your stomach feeling. Yeah. Um, you know that nervousy sort of Ooh, what's going on? Uh, so that sort of um feeling is is. Is where that can kind of come from so yeah because kind of I'm, I'm thinking about like evolutionary terms like if you're a bit nervous about something you you're going to want to take him more see more so you might have because you might have to react to it to mm, sort of mm-hmm. survive so it might be like something it, like that like it could if you're potentially a bit nervous, be a yeah you just I, I, you want to be able to react quicker so you want to see more yeah i don't really think that's not see more just but, like yeah. have more light in yeah yeah. yeah, it could be. You always just yeah. go back to evolution. Everything's like, well, evolution. evolution. Well, yeah, everything about animals pretty much is. That's, that's why we're here. <laughs> I, my science behind it is I think it's just a thing from the brain. And I, I agree with the butterfly thing that it's just like sending a message. It's just, and it's yeah. getting you like hyper aware. Mm-hmm. Okay, our next question is, why do meringues have to be made in a glass bowl? Now, I know, don't think Ross will know this, but Andrew, I know you're a keen baker. Um... But I googled it because I actually don't know if you would know. So okay. hit me. Do you know? I I I do know. Well, I I Ooh. think I think I know. But Hashtag GBBO. I know. I've, this week can't I've wait. Made a, I've made a pavlova in a plastic bowl. Thanks for your input, Ross. Oh. Andrew. Yeah. Good job, Prudence. That's... Uh... <laughs> right, Paul, take us home. <laughs> well. Uh, so it's um, I think it's to do with actually the not the cleanliness of the bowl, but the like residues that are left on the plastic bowls. So if you use like a plastic okay. bowl, there's oils and fats that are left, or that can be left after cleaning if you don't, you know, 
if they're not cleaned properly, they can yeah. affect the uh, stiffness of the uh, meringues. Um, no, you're actually correct, Andrew. Um, so, interestingly, you know how they're really funny about you separating the yolk and the white bit? Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Or is it called, like, something Latin-y? I don't know. Albion. Um, oh, it's because you can't... To get it foamy, which is what you need for the meringue, you know, when you're whisking it up, it mm -hmm. can't have any traces of fat. Um, so, you you know, if you put a bit of eggshell in, then you put your finger in, that's, like, the worst thing you can do because um, your hands have got oil in them. Oh, okay. So it doesn't go foamy. Uh, that's why your pavlova tasted rubbish, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> it was very flat. <laughs> um, but that's why it goes foamy. Um, so, but yeah, it goes down to kind of like the cleanliness, but the plastic bowls keep like the like you said, like the residue. So if yeah. you're making like cakes and stuff, like butter, it it doesn't really come off. Whereas glass oh, bowls, okay. it, it does more. But I thought I was kind of like, oh, I, surely that's not a thing, um, until I googled it. Well, yeah, but it. I mean, it is also a bit weird that like. Like, why is that stuff still on bowls? Like, are you not washing your bowls properly, or...? I think it's just the, the structure of the plastic, the crystalline structure. Oh, like, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Take us it off. doesn't leave, like, a smooth, smooth side, whereas the glass has been sort of tempered and shaped, so it's got a... Like, if you zoom in on it, it, there won't be, like, ridges and troughs in the atoms. It'll be much more smooth. Jeez. Next time I'm oh. baking a cake, atoms. Went deep there. In my bowl. Can I just add, can I throw out a question out there that could make me be very judged, but I'm doing it. Um, I th I think I know the answer to what Ross would say, but <laughs> when you were younger, slash when you're hungover, do you use your baking bowl as your sick bowl, and why is that a thing? Uh, because in our house growing up, like if we were ill, my mum would be like, right, here's here's the bowl, and she'd come through with like the baking bowl, well, and so then like a week later, you're making <clears throat> bread. Is it not just like? Like, <laughs> so and then it, the fact that the, yeah, but the fact that back. the residue, the residue stays on plastic bowls actually makes me feel oh, so sick. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, that is uh, true. No, so, uh, we we never had a, we might have had like a, like a, a bucket thing we used, but never a bowl. I per I personally used, prefer the toilet. Bowl. It was this big yellow bowl, and it was. We probably yeah. st my mum probably still uses that bowl. Gonna tell her. Oh wow. Yeah, no. I reckon, I, I, can can someone please make me not feel like I'm minging and let me know if they also did that growing up slash those right now. Yeah, the same sick bowl and baking bowl. Yeah. Uh, okay. It mm -hmm. makes you a sick baker. Right in, people. Right in. Uh, well, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, guys, and the final question is from Archie. Um, we gave him a wee shout out last week. Um, and he, he came up with a question and his question is why do pills have different colours and I'm assuming he's meaning not like the Matrix oh. um, <laughs> which do you know what I still haven't seen I just know from what? quizzes I know um, I just know from quizzes that he takes a red one because it's like the in every lockdown quiz someone asked what pill does Neo take um, uh, yeah um, I, I miss lockdown quizzes do you not think it was weird that no. one day they just stopped? Yeah, everyone just got sick of it. <laughs> like we were doing them, we were doing them weekly. Yeah, I think it was the same time as the clap for carers stopped. So when ah. that stops, it was like, oh yeah, everything's finished now. Let's. let's Although we're this. on the verge of of getting back to the the Zoom quizzes, um, but yeah, I think he's meaning you know like antibiotics or the like the plastic capsules. They can have different colours, yeah. different ends. 
Um, like I'm assuming it's to differentiate so you don't so that when you take it you know that oh this is serious it's like an antibiotic or something rather than like oh I'm just taking a smint <laughs> <laughs> those little triangle shaped pills they are the worst <laughs> but yeah no no I, I would say it's to differentiate between them so I mean like I suppose in terms of you know it's not like all antibiotics are blue or or that but if you've got um uh like if you've got a box that has more than one tablet then you'll know the difference between the two so the color of the little capsule but then of course they don't they don't all come in little capsules so that's something else like i i i take two medicines and one is in a capsule and one's a tablet so they're they're two completely different the, types tablets are mainly white though you can get like blue and reddish tablets they go yeah mine's a them. mine's a red tablet I was just thinking, um, basically, we, we were talking about the <laughs> drug interactions before. Yes. So, so maybe not for, like, at home, but maybe in hospitals and things, they colour-code them a bit to make sure uh, there's not certain drug interactions. Possibly, yeah. I, I'm just yeah. Think, I, I have no idea. I'm just It's thinking. like the fish and pets at home. You know, you get the traffic light system, and it's like, red means they can't swim with any other fish. They're a bit of a dick. <laughs> it's, bas- it's basically those like Chinese dragon ones. Yeah. And green is like, nope, they're happy out. They can do whatever. Please yes. get in touch and let us know if, if you know wh- why that is. Yeah. Obviously, you know, on our socials, um, it's fantastic that, uh, you know, we have the ability to do this. So if you have got a question that you'd like to send in um, or want to contact us in any way about the science that we've talked about today, uh, please feel free me- to email us uh, at ireditos at gmail.com or find us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, TikTok at ireditos. Um, you'll also find our link tree there uh, where you can uh, grab yourself some merchandise um, and look out for our up and coming uh, competitions on social media. Um, cool. Well, thanks guys for chatting. Thank you. Wait, wait uh, a second. <laughs> Next week. It's a t- it's going to be oh, a sorry, tenth yeah. episode, so we're going to do a conspiracy special. So if you're actually still listening to this after Andrew's been talking about the socials, no, please ev- send ev- us. <laughs> Everybody's turned off by this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please, but please send us your um, your conspiracy theories that you'd like us to discuss, debunk. I'm probably going to annoy you guys both by believing them all. Um, but yeah, send please send us them. Yeah, great. Thank you. Right. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you next See you week. next episode. See Bye. You. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.